0: Hey, guys, gals, and all that. God, I'm so bad at this.
1: No, you, you're you doing so, honey. You're doing great, honey. You're, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, I'm so bad at this. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Magical Boys. It is I, DJ Kirkland, and I'm joined by my other favorite magical boy.
1: Ruben Medina.
0: And the That's... crowd goes wild. <sighs>
1: if only (laughs) someday one One day day. one day (laughs) it'll happen one day I'll be an idol and everyone will love me
0: (laughs) and we shift to the anime theme song of Ruben and his journey of becoming an idol so basically it's your own love
1: life series about you I want nothing more if only god I, I wish I wish that I was I was famous enough that we had a big enough following that people did fan art and fan animations of me just turning into a magical girl and Fighting evil, I would be. I'd be so just like ready to die. <laughs> I, I too would love that, and I would then just like put myself in a
0: coffin and be like, you know what,
1: that's all. I'm good. <laughs> um, People are like, had a great is, one. Is this a Halloween thing? You're like, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually like going to put myself in the in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. It can't get better than this. So. <laughs>
0: the peak of our popularity is when we become magical girls like actual (laughs) living breathing magical
1: girls let me rip please please i
0: just want to rip right now but yeah this is a podcast about anime manga video games pop culture and all that good sweet shit in between from a queer perspective and what's going on with you ruben what are you doing
1: uh i god it's been a blur the last week since we talked um i don't i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) um i saw blade runner the new 2049 the new one Mm -hmm. um which i loved a lot of people are so so about it it's also not doing good at the box office that's what Um, i heard but the original blade runner also tanked at the box office those are movies the original one did not really get the following it did until years later Mm -hmm. um So I won't talk about it in depth at all here, because it just came out. Right. But um, I think people people should go see it, because it's beautiful, and I think it's really well done. Yeah. Um, It has some problematic tropes that are part of, like, noir tropes, which is, like, a lot of women getting killed. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) it has issues, same sci-fi issues I have with a lot of things, where it's like, like, there's like no black people in the future for some reason yeah um all these dystopian futures are nobody brown i guess (laughs) like i saw like one like i mean i'm sure there's more than one but i think i saw like one black guy on screen who had a line at some point um there were other like nationalities on screen but like all pretty white passing yeah uh but yeah i was definitely just like wow there's no black people in the future for some reason um i'm hoping what that means is that black people got smart enough to be like uh, yo, like this is going to be all messed up. You can have the Earth white people. We're going to go to like Mars.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just like, nah, we're good. We're going we're to space.
1: Like, yes, time to make a black utopia on Mars. You white people continue fucking up the Earth and have a good time. Yeah, you can keep it. You can keep this tire fire of a planet. We're going to go to the fucking moon. And, and that's why there's no black people in dystopian sci-fi. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, fuck all of this. <laughs> Bye. Racism didn't get any better far off into the future no we just needed to have our own fucking planet we're just gonna go this (laughs) is the planet of wakanda god oh my god it'd be funnier if it wasn't
0: probably true i know i just want to go to the land where michael b jordan is Mm. the promised land is what you're talking about yeah the land of milk and honey and i am convinced that the b for michael b jordan is just for bay oh my god that's god i love him and i cannot wait to see black panther
1: oh my god Mm. It looks very, I'm very excited for it. I love, I love that like, um, like, uh, the Afro future aesthetic is a thing I'm seeing more often Mm because it's so fucking cool. It's such a good aesthetic. I want to go. I want that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want that for myself so bad. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I I saw that and just, I've just been busy. I've been busy and exhausted and 2017 is a fucking tire fire. So every day is exhausting because every day feels like a year. Um, Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? um, How about you, DJ? Are you are you more positive than me? Hopefully, (laughs) Um, everything is
0: exhausting. Um, (laughs) But but in all seriousness, um, for the most part, things are okay. Um, We're recording this episode on Tuesday, October tenth, twenty seventeen, and as of right now, I'm in northern. California, specifically like the North Bay area is like like literally on fire, like actually mm-hmm. on fire and it's been wild over the past couple of days. So mm-hmm. right now, kind of the Sonoma Napa area has been hit with with wildfires and they're actively working on trying to suppress them right now. And lots of areas of the North Bay have kind of been devastated by all of these wildfires. And we're, they're still not sure what the source was as to what co- what caused them, but what spread them were these seventy mile per hour winds that we had on Sunday night. So that spread to a couple different areas of of uh, the North Bay um, areas of Sonoma, Napa, and Santa Rosa have been like devastated and like leveled. Fortunately, um, I'm okay. Brandon's okay. Uh, we are currently on the on notice to potential evacuation we don't know yet but i'm hoping that's not the case but if you're in the bay area and if you can support or donate um there are lots of resources online as of right now checking like the local bay area news for links on where to go and support and help people that are in need right now in those areas um that would be awesome um, I wouldn't advise to donating to the Red Cross, because Red Cross is really bad at mismanaging money, so yeah. any other local, smaller source that you can either donate food, clothes, um, you know, toiletries, anything that you can donate, uh, definitely get out there and help. I know that I'm definitely going to try to see what I can do as well, and donate some stuff to help those people in need, but uh, yeah, um, it's pretty crazy up here right now, but with all things considered, um, you know, just trying to, you know, be safe and stay safe and all that good stuff. But enough of the bad things that are going on. Very real, very very bad, very real things that are happening. Um, other than that, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm working, you know, working my ass off on Black Mage. And what's really cool is that I'm very close to being finished with uh, the physical drawing part of issue one. Which, oh, nice. Which is awesome. So I... Um, I will be like doing the digital coloring and then uh, I think I'm doing the lettering. I'm pretty sure I'm lettering it as well. So I wanted to do all the pencils and inks in one pass and then do all the coloring in one pass and then all the other stuff in one pass, which some people tend to jump around, but I'm trying to like stay regimented in this so that I can kind of like build a kind of like a pipeline of how I work on stuff. But it's been really cool to kind of like do this do comics on a professional level now and really develop the a workflow that makes the most sense for me it's really cool like i love doing this uh, comics are a lot of fun for me um being able to actually you know do the thing that i've wanted to do since i was a kid and make a living off of it is pretty cool um i you know i i still work part time but but i mean being able to do this professionally and like see like my name printed in a comic book and see my work on shelves is a dream come true, so I'm uh I'm super juiced about that. But um other than that, um still playing a lot of playing a lot of Overwatch still, as always, and then uh I was playing a lot of Dung and Ropa those dadgum grandpas mm-hmm. B three today. Um I'm almost done with the first chapter I completed the prologue. Last time we, we met up and talked, um the prologue was, you know, It's one of those things where it's, like, it's all reading, so... Because it's essentially a visual novel, so Mm. it's all reading and just kind of, like, setting up the whole plot. And then going into the first murder trial um, was all of chapter one, so that's been really fun. And for a game that's all about reading, there's a lot of, like, really different little mini games in there, and they really make, you know, like objection overruled and doing stuff to kind of like target and pinpoint who's lying and all this other stuff really interesting like there's like a samurai thing where you literally like slice a sword to chop up words and phrases that people are saying if they're incorrect oh my god (laughs) and then you have when you have your statements that you say that are actually truth statements they're called truth bullets so it's like when you target a phrase You have to, like, slow down time and then, like, move your cursor over to the word. That's, like, the weak point word. And then you press triangle. And then it, like, shoots, like, a line of dialogue through it and it shatters the screen. It's nuts. (laughs) Like, it's it's a wild game. And they made a whole game about reading and, like,
1: words. This is how you get kids to read, is you put thought bullets and samurai swords in it. Honestly, (laughs)
0: But yeah, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it a lot, and there's always a game that I go to on mobile. Um, Sailor Moon drops. It's basically uh, Candy Crush, but with a Sailor Moon skin on top.
1: Yeah, uh, Aaron, uh, the not my girlfriend Aaron, but the other Aaron that lives in our house, uh, yeah. plays it pretty frequently. Yeah, so I hear the music all the time.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's always you know it's all those magical girl sound effects and like spling, bling, blings and. Sailor Moon saying Kyo and all that good stuff, and everything. It's really fun. Uh, I've definitely spent way too much money in it, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's super super cute. And it what's cool is that it uses like it does like a chibi like art style that's very similar to the nineties anime, and mm-hmm. all of the Overworld map like it follows the story of the series and all of the 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 overworld map that you go to when you go from stage to stage kind of apes the nineties uh style of how they would render the background so it's like all watercolored and it's like pinks and blues and purples and and teals and everything. So it looks it's like a love letter mobile game to the anime, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So it's just really cool to see that how strong that aesthetic was for the show. For the 90s anime specifically translates into all this other Sailor Moon content and even though like a reboot of Sailor Moon exists like Sailor Moon Crystal is a thing all the marketing stuff that they do for Sailor Moon anything is still all done with the art style of the 90s show because it's just better (laughs) (laughs) download that game it's really fun and uh, if you're really good at puzzle games then you can get through a pretty big portion of the game without having to spend any money um, I'm okay at, at this kind of a puzzle game, but because it's essentially a match three, but you can match up to, like the five and six and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. But they have all these like Sailor Moon themed power ups, and of course it's like, oh, you want to buy another silver crystal? You want to buy, you know, the moon stick that you know basically beats stages for you. Dollars. <laughs> so
1: it's is there a tuxedo mask rose that does nothing uh
0: yeah so basically when you lose a stage (laughs) and you have the option to get five more turns and tuxedo mask throws the rose and like gives you five more turns
1: (laughs) the most useful mamaru's ever been
0: yeah like he's yeah like he's actually useful in the game like he's still he still ain't shit in the manga or the anime but at least he does something in sailor moon drops but uh yeah that's about it for me Um, just working on this comic Playing Dagon on Ropa and uh trying not to get my apartment caught on fire. But yeah.
1: Oh, you know what I have been doing what all week? What is uh getting Halloween things because but oh, I have dude, I mean I'm like I think I've talked many times about how fucking horned up I am yes. for Halloween. <laughs> um so uh yeah, it was like Joanne's had like a big sale and I was like, Let me order a hundred dollars worth of Halloween stuff. Yeah, um, and just uh, yeah, we're, we're having a Halloween party, and I wanted to make it like pretty dope. Yeah, because um, we have a big house to throw it in. So I'm just like, yeah, let's get let's get nasty. Um, gonna get, nar- gonna so get, nasty gonna get nasty on Halloween. Gotta get nasty on Halloween. So that's been a lot of my week too. Is just like comparison shopping across like <laughs> Amazon and Target and like everywhere else. Targets Amazon uh, Targets Halloween stuff is pretty lit too. Like yeah. the aesthetic is very good. Yeah. It's very like Halloween but also adult and chill. So, it's mm-hmm. good shit. I like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, let's get into some some news stuff. Yeah, some
0: some topics, some hot tops. Some hot tops and bottoms. Mhm. And all that good shit. Um, so I'm kind of I'm going to kind of jump around.
1: Yeah, on please. The, on please. the news. I
0: I'm, j- I'm going to jump up, jump up and get jump down. Get down?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> So, Street Fighter V is getting Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, because of course it is. And I just remember reading a press article before Street Fighter V came out, and they were saying, like, we aren't gonna, you know, like, make multiple versions of, excuse me, of Street Fighter V because we want it to be, you know, like, Street Fighter Five as, like, a hub, and then we can just, like, drop content into it, and blah, 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 and lo and behold, like, two, like, two, almost, I guess two years later, um, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition is, is happening, and- So what is the purpose of this? Okay, like... so, to, so to be fair, um, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, if you already own Street Fighter Five, is a free update. Uh And what it is, they're adding, like, an arcade mode, which should have been in the game in day one. They're adding a bunch of new gameplay modes. They're doing, like, a UI overhaul, but they still are not fixing Ken's gross-ass fucking face. Um, And they're adding a bunch of new, like, quality-of-life things and a couple new gameplay modes. And different versions of arcade mode that you do with each character that goes through different phases of, like, the characters and their journey throughout the entire Street Fighter franchise, which is pretty cool because it offers more things for people that aren't, like, wanting to go jump in and play matches online. At least they're giving them more stuff to do, which is cool. My problem is, is that if you... you can, there's one of two things you can do. You can down If you already own Street Fighter Five, you can download the Arcade Edition update but you still don't get all of the season 1 and 2 DLC characters. Uh okay. So you can spend 39.99 and buy Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition and get all of it. Okay. So if you buy the the either the boxed or like the the digital copy of Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition, uh-huh. if you if you, buy, if you if you pay the 39.99 and buy Arcade Edition, you will get all of season 1 and season 2 DLC characters. You'll get all that stuff, you'll get all the stages, and I think all the costumes, too. I think you get everything that they've released right now in the waves from the season passes for seasons 1 and 2. Um,
1: so so yeah. it's like a Game of the Year edition.
0: Yes, it's like the Where Game of like, the Year
1: edition, pretty much. Here's all that shit, here's all the DLC, it's just in one package now. Yeah. Buy it, because Christmas is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, and I also, and also this,
0: too, this annu- announcement coincided with Capcom announcing that they're actually going to release a version of Street Fighter Five in arcades. So it kind of coincides with that because Street Fighter Five went straight to console; it didn't go to arcades first. Street Fighter Four went to arcades first. I think I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize
1: that. Okay, that makes sense. I guess Street Fighter Five
0: went straight to consoles; it didn't have an arcade run first, and then and then was brought to uh, brought to console. So they're doing it the other way around, and it's only going to be in like select locations in Japan. Um. so I'm not sure how well that's going to do but from the from what information I've gathered from my friends that play Street Fighter competitively that are like in the FGC and you know are in it and were huge Street Fighter 4 players that played competitively um, a lot of people kind of like dropped out of Street Fighter 5 because like the the metagame wasn't really evolving very much because I think they kind of truncated the characters' abilities a lot, like in Street Fighter V versus Street Fighter IV, and also there are just way more characters in Street Fighter IV than there were in V. But they're adding new V triggers, which are basically like, uh, su- uh, like super moves mm-hmm. uh, for them, and not like not like the ones that are like super crazy dramatic cutscenes, like in the middle of the match, but like. You could you would press two buttons. They're, they're called V triggers, and then you like press two buttons like in the middle of a match, and that would give a character a special ability for a limited amount of time, or it's a special move that they can do if they have enough meter. So every character in that game is getting a second one, and what they're saying is that. Those these new V triggers are going to kind of like dramatically change the playstyles of certain characters. Mm-hmm. So you so players might have to relearn characters based around these new moves. And I think that's a good idea to help energize the game and the player base because a lot of like I said, a lot of the feedback that I've seen on social
1: media is that it, Street Fighter Five is kind of stale, competitive. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that's sort of how um, you look at something like Dota. Um, yeah. Dota more than I think almost any other game I can think of of uh, mm-hmm. any other MOBA. Like Dota changes their uh makes massive changes to how the game plays and how heroes play yeah. like every three to four months. And it's usually like right after a major tournament, they'll do a bunch of changes. Um and so people have to kind of go back in and kind of relearn strats and and the meta changes for who's popular to use. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to kind of keep Street Fighter um interesting by by doing that for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And, and I hope it re it um I mean i've you know i've said a lot of disparaging things about like street fighter 5 and and the current state of capcom as it is but i still want them to do well i still want capcom to be relevant i still want them to do well um it just like it's just not the street fighter that i knew and that's fine because there's plenty of people that their first street fighter game was street fighter 4 and while that you know hurts me in the pit of my soul as someone that grew up (laughs) playing street fighter and street fighter two and street fighter two turbo and championship edition and all that stuff ever since like it's so different than what it was and again that's okay for things to change and it's okay to also fall out of love with things because i think a lot of people kind of get caught up in in stuff where like when they see something that they love so much change dramatically mm-hmm. and they get really and they get really upset about that they get really upset about the thing that they love so much changing and not remembering it as what it was but because i don't like the way i don't like the direction of street fighter 5 or marvel's capcom uh, infinite doesn't mean that marvel's capcom 1 and 2 still like don't exist or marvel superheroes doesn't exist so, it's like, I can still enjoy the Capcom that I loved, and also make space for the Capcom, this new Capcom that people also love. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, <laughs> fandoms and things like that are weird, and people,
1: yeah, I don't know, man, it's it's weird. Yeah, I think that's, that's an important distinction to make, is that um, you can... Uh, yeah, I think that, I think we've talked about this before. I think you can be critical of a thing without being shitty about it. Mm-hmm. And also, a thing can change and be good, but a thing can change and also be bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think giving it a fair shake, like I think a lot of people, we were talking about seeing Blade Runner earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that I know that love the first one that really don't like the new one, and yeah. that's totally fine. Right. Um, I do think to some degree, a lot of that is colored by nostalgia. Yeah Um, because if you go back I watched the first Blade Runner like a couple days before I saw 2049 and like it's a cool movie I have seen it before and I've always liked it a lot but there's a lot like the writing's bad the acting's bad like there's a lot of iffy business in that film Yeah. Um, so I think people going into the new one and being like really upset by it or really let down versus the old one um, that's totally fine I just think that you have to also be aware of like your Your nostalgia bias, which is also okay to have, it's just being aware of that stuff and admitting it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's cool. That's a lot of a lot of Street Fighter changes. Um, I don't, as much as I would like to, I think the only Street Fighter I'll be playing anytime soon is like two on my SNES Classic. (laughs) Yeah, which is totally fine because that's a great game. I'm so bad at Street Fighter Two Turbo Edition. Yeah any street fighter before like i can play alpha 3 all right but man i've tried to play two so many times with friends and i'm just like i can't make characters do things yeah I, yeah it's hard the third or fourth level in the like single player i can't ever get past like i'm so <laughs> bad at it
0: yeah it's not an easy game it's not an easy game at all
1: uh let's see, let's see what next? Else we got here what do we got uh let's see. Well there's the uh, Overwatch has their Halloween event. Yeah. Uh, they do. And there's some there's some good looks in there. There's some bad looks in there, there's some good looks in there. hmm Uh um, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out right now. Um they, Blizzard has shut on Diva
0: yet again. And she didn't get shit for this event. Mm-hmm. But she has a skin that would be so perfect that she has in Heroes of the Storm which would have been an awesome skin for her to have
1: in like, Overwatch for the Halloween event like most heroes of the storm skins that are really good that they don't put in Overwatch for some reason
0: <laughs> like I don't
1: like stop trying to make me play a game that I don't like her her heroes of the storm skin to me looks a little similar to Symmetra's new It does Skin It does. Like, they're both kind of demon, dragon lady-looking skins. Yeah. Um, Also, that Symmetra skin is out of control. It's so good. So, I had a friend bring this up, which I agree with. Also, I still love the skin, is that um, it is weird to have a character, to some degree... Like Symmetra, with what we know about her as a character, like having a a really sexy costume Mm -hmm. is like a little bit weird for the personality established in the game. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't know if maybe Symmetra's like real horny for Halloween. Yeah. Um, uh, But what it did make me think is um, I love her costume and it's amazing. I just wish that we could have female costumes where it's like just a monster and not a sexy monster girl. Yeah. And I love sexy monster girls sexy monster girl is like my aesthetic so much yeah <laughs> um but it's like you can get it's, it's you can get guy costumes that are like this is a straight up monster or whatever else mm-hmm. or cool, yeah, but you just don't ever get that with lady costumes. It's always like, oh, it's a monster, but she has big titties yeah. um which I like I just want to see some variances well. oh yeah, absolutely no, I completely agree with that because I love like. A
0: thotty tittied out costume like yes. for female characters, but I Witch, also want to see yes. I also want to see the thottiness go over to the men, which mm-hmm. to some degree we get a little bit of that. Like there's a lot of like exposed male titty in Overwatch. So yes. like I appreciate that. Like I want to see more sexier costumes for the boys. Like to match the same level of sexiness that they give for the girls, anyway. Or, and, and yeah, and also I want to see like, I want to see like one of the girls be just like a fucking crazy ass
1: fucking monster. Like, it's funny that like uh, Overwatch is real horny for the left titty, but yeah. never the right titty. Yeah. When will we see a right titty? Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Kaplan, you got something Jeff against Ka- right titties? Yeah, where's that right titty? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What's that Domino's like left uh, something pizza left beef what was
0: that what was that
1: it's like domino oh god it was like pizza this is like so off topic Um, left beef uh, what was the order left yeah none pizza people? with left beef was the direction none and they just got like beef <laughs> and that is that is literally every overwatch titty is none pizza with left titty <laughs> This is
0: the saddest pizza. Oh my god, that's amazing. None pizza with left.
1: None pizza with left beef is now my term for every Overwatch left titty. Oh my skin. god, this is fucking amazing. Oh my oh god. God. <laughs> I love, I love left pizza. Oh left pizza, <clears throat> fuck. That's none so, beef. That is so funny. That's so funny. Oh my god. Our none pizza left beef. Um, um uh, Torbjorn's costume. I can give or take whatever. It's Torbjorn. Uh, oh, he got finally, one? Yeah, he got one. It's like a Viking-looking one. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. Uh, finally. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember? Zarya. Zarya's is amazing. Oh, fuck. I, didn't, I haven't seen this yet. Yes, son. Okay, let me... I'm going to drop this in your shit. Yeah, g- Here's drop, a link. drop
0: it on me. Give me that there shit. You
1: go. Get real. Get real into this.
0: Oh, f- Oh my god, Symmetris' skin
1: is so good. Symmetris is great. Terra Burns is whatever. Zarya is fucking amazing.
0: Yes! Finally! Finally. Uh, You know what? You know what? I'm okay with Diva not getting a skin because finally Zarya has a skin that's not trash. mm Mm-hmm. Finally.
1: It finally happened. Thank you, Jeff. It
0: finally happened. Zarya does not have a skin that isn't trash.
1: Thank you for listening, Jeff. Jesus fucking Christ uh mccree's skin is like sort of van helsing it's fine it's boring to me yeah uh same with reapers yeah. i hope so i hope that you can get reapers old halloween skin which is the the, the better uh, one the ichabod crane one because yeah. the new one's just like i don't know yeah it's not great uh maze is amazing yeah maze is really good and uh Zenyatta's, like cthulhu one yeah is that's pretty dope. fucking fantastic Also, um, Anna's uh, pirate one is amazing. Oh, that's so fun! That's really cute. That's really cute. I love that. She's got a burb too. Yeah. So take that, Bastion. I mean, you ain't the only ain't the only bird bitch in Overwatch. For real. Oh my god, fucking Angel Mercy
0: is like it's so
1: good. Yep. Like, Mercy's back. I'm gonna spend fifty bucks on loot boxes. God, like I'm so fucking horny for that costume. It's so good it's it's, so it's still the thottiest it, it is the thottiest costume in overwatch Ugh, what was that we were at a con last week and there was a very very good uh, witch mercy cosplayer and I was just like this is a problem please, <laughs> please leave yeah oh, it's too good insane. it's an overload mm-hmm. uh, it's just a good good costume.
0: Oh my god! So you know how they have the sprays of all of the Overwatch characters as kids in Halloween costumes? Uh-huh. Um, the Sombra spray is so cute. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my god! it's So she she has like the the skull that's her icon mm-hmm. um, as like a little mask, and she has like a silly string shooter that strings out like the kind of
1: like the the wires that she does for the for her hacking. Uh-huh. It's so cute. Uh, but yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably play some Overwatch during this, which will be crazy because I haven't played Overwatch in months. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick Mercy and then be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, <sighs> and same with Eva. Battle, battle, Mercy, man. Uh, speaking of Overwatch, uh, Genji is getting a Figma. Good Smile Company's making it. and It, it looks, looks real really. Dope. It looks really fucking good. It's gonna be sixty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really really good though, yeah. and I mean Figma stuff always has so like. I don't always love Figma because I hate seeing lots of joint articulation, like, when it's obvious. Yeah. But because Genji is, like, a robo-man, you can get away with that. It does not, like, mess up the lines, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So it's a good choice. Yeah, that's definitely a good choice. Like, yeah, so if we saw, like, like a Symmetra Figma, there'd be, like, a lot of joints Like that would be kind of, like, that kind of, like, breaks up the designs, especially because on her legs, up until you get to the, well, well, no... Because like her the knees are where like she has like the boots so I guess that's fine,
1: yeah. I mean, for the m- most part, I don't like I don't like figmas unless they're robot figmas or yeah. things similar because they just it, the joints are too visible. Right. But there's some that like you don't see the joints much at all, which is fine. Yeah. But for the most part, I'd rather just have like a good static figure. I don't need mm-hmm. to be posing my shit. Just make a good sculpt.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love. A, I love I'm, a
1: good figure. I'm an adult. Just
0: make a good little statue yeah. for me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really wanted that official Blizzard Diva statue,
1: but I'm not. I don't have four hundred dollars for a Diva statue. Same. Ugh. The um, Widowmaker one. Oh, I was just heck. like, "This is real. This is what I need. This is my life now." And I was just like, "I can't spend like two hundred something dollars." Yeah. This.
0: At least the Widow one was two. Like the Diva one is four hundred and fifty fucking dollars. Are you getting that? It's like, that big robot. I know. It's that big pink robot, and I want that big pink robot. So I guess I'll deal with my Dollar Tree version of that, the fucking uh Funko pop one oh, the most Dollar Tree.
1: Like it's like when you have like the name brand and then you have fucking great value. You <laughs> you went you went from like you went from like a five star restaurant steak to a steak um is what you just did. <laughs> like a steak um? Yeah, please give me an. I mean, I used to eat steakums all the time when I was a kid, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I was, a, I still am a trash child. Let's be real. Yeah, we're I both cool garbage boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magical garbage boys. Yeah, I'm um, here to take your trash. <laughs> take all of it. Um, so tell me about this uh, arms thing. This yeah, arms comic. so
0: arms is getting a comic in 2018, and I'm mad that it wasn't me that's drawing it.
1: Because I don't give a fuck about arms. Well, maybe I'll <laughs> give a fuck about it in comic form. Yeah. Um, but they have uh, a
0: really good artist on it. Uh, Joe Ning is on it. I think that's how you say mm. that thing. And Jay Ning. Um, he's amazing. He is such a good artist. And he's worked on, like, everything. So, good for you. I'm jealous because I would love to draw that comic. But, yeah. It looks good. Like, it looks really good.
1: I Next time. It
0: Thanks, next time
1: next time um oh side note just speaking of comics uh sonic comics are coming back yes they're coming back and, and i know tyson, boy. Is, tyson is doing some work on them too yeah
0: which is gonna be great he's Magneto. the main on it isn't he i yeah i think so yeah he's like yeah. the main artist on it which is gonna be super dope get it yeah i'm i'm yeah that's incredible i'm so happy that they're back because uh sonic mega drive is so good like yes like when you when you know somebody loves something and you see them draw that something that they really like it's obvious that it's like this is like this is their shit they love drawing this because you can just tell and like seeing tyson draw a sonic comic like a like even even the funny ones, even the funny ones that he did back in the day, were amazing. And oh yeah, like the the official stuff that he's doing with Sega, like you get to pour like the love that you have of something completely into the property, and like get paid to do it too, and do it for like that thing that you love so much. It's incredible. So like I'm, I am mean, every time like I see something with him like in like because he was on the Sega live stream like last week. And mm-hmm. I, like, texted... Even though he was, like, at the live stream, I texted him. I was like, I'm watching the stream right now. I'm so fucking proud of you. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's fucking cool. Like, I'm it's so cool to see that. Like, people just, like, doing shit. Another, you're doing amazing,
1: sweetie. I'm <laughs> doing amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and do yourself a favor if you don't plan on playing Sonic Mania, which you should if you can. But if you don't, at the very least... Watch the opening intro that's on YouTube. Because um, uh, Tyson, I think, was the animation director yeah. and did probably, I think he keyframed a lot of it too. Yeah, he did a lot if of it. If you movies. don't, if you, if that doesn't make you smile, whether or not you're into Sonic, it, just like with the music and the animation, everything about it, like if that doesn't make you smile, you're dead inside. Yeah. And like, it's so cute. And, and so like, and, and,
0: and like that, that intro, like with Hyper Potions song on top of Absolutely. it too, like, yeah. like it's, I, when you just hear like, when you just hear the song, I'm just like, ee! like it's like being a kid again it was so it, it's a it's a total nostalgia trip. it's amazing it's a love letter to the franchise and Sonic mania is the best It's Sonic at its best it's oh for sure so good it's so good
1: all right yeah,
0: so I guess we can kind of talk about some other little things so we have a couple other notes here about some stuff. Um, I guess before we get into some kind of shitty stuff, because there is some shitty stuff
1: in here. But there's some good stuff, too. There's some good stuff in here, too. Um, But also, we love to talk about that shitty stuff and drag some people.
0: My favorite thing, if if, if anything, um, I love doing the show just like out of the goodness of out of the goodness of my heart but just like I just love like doing this with you because it's a time for us to connect and it's a time for us to just chat and hang out and this also provides something provide voices from people that you don't hear in gaming spaces at all but Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity for me to fucking drag people and it's great but also it's a time for us to talk about things that we really love too Yes, which is
1: also great so that's again while you're listening to our show but um, you should drag shitty people and corporations because they don't care about you. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah corporations drag aren't away your friends.
0: And nope, I don't. You know, and I, I'll drag people that aren't my friends, and that's fine. So uh,
1: yeah. Um, DJ, I just want to say I like to think of our show as the like the uh of gaming
0: because <laughs> this is our show and not yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if you haven't watched, uh,
1: Ugh, with mm, Trixie Mattel and, and Katya, yeah, it's um two
0: drag queens who didn't win either of their seasons on rupaul's drag race
1: despite being the very best despite i've been going back and watching season seven and just crying
0: yeah just doing just doing a show and they get to talk about whatever they want and it's quite possibly the funniest thing on youtube that i've ever seen
1: and the thing is like i don't i for the most part am not super into drag humor or culture um like it's a very specific type of subset of comedy yeah. that I've never really been into. Yeah. Um. Their show, I think, crosses like there's definitely drag humor in it, but it is also just, um, explicitly very clever and very funny. Yeah. And like very entertaining. I think anyone can enjoy um, how good their show is. Yeah. Also because of that. RuPaul's Drag Race season seven. I'm going back through it. Yeah, it is like I cried last night watching it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you're that you're getting into it. It's a lot of fun. It's Ugh.
0: anyway. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, we, we can talk about Drag Race another day. Um, yeah, different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, we both got the SADS
1: classic, mm-hmm. and I got that UK Super Famicom. Yeah, which is which
0: is so su-
1: far superior. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, if you prefer that aesthetically and you want to drop the extra money to get it from the UK, it works just fine in the US. There's no issues with it. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's uh, the Super... I wish... Okay, so didn't we... So didn't they release another version of the Super Nintendo in the US that looked more like the Famicom later on? It, it, it was still um, in the purple, the
1: purple and gray? I think they did because there was more than one SNES model in the US for sure. Yeah. Um, and it did look more like that, but it was the purple and gray for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like the Super Famicom is just so, so much better. Well, it's like um, the NES had a couple different American mm-hmm. versions. Yeah. Like I had a bunch of friends that um, had the top, the loading, top loader one. Yeah, which I never had. I had the front loader too. the entire time Me too. Um, yeah, the... But, 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 but. So there was the SNES-001 from 91 to 97. Mm-hmm. And then the S N S 101 model, which it, it was... I don't know. It was kind of closer to what the Famicom looks like, but not... It, it was still ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it still wasn't very good. Yeah. And that was from, like, 97 to 99. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, not the best. And again, the Famicom version of it, because they looked actually pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit smaller. Yeah. Uh, still looked a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, long story short, the Super Famicom is perfect. Um, so cute. And talk about an incredible lineup of games. Like, the SNES Classic is literally every game, minus a couple, were the reasons to own a Super Nintendo and why mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most important game consoles of all
1: time (laughs) well and here's the thing and if if uh you're upset because like chrono trigger is not on there and a couple other like big games that you want hack chi 2 which they used for the nes classic now has an updated version that works on the snes classic so if you want to get um not quite legal questionably uh you can load chrono trigger onto it in other games uh with a caveat that you can brick your system doing it. So yeah. know what you're doing going into it if you do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um so what have you have you been playing anything on it um explicitly um, right now?
1: No, I, I uh I haven't had time necessarily. I basically just sat down with it to make sure my biggest thing with old school systems like that is is how bad is the lag yeah. with emulation, especially on new TVs. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I played some Mega Man X, um, which is one of my favorite games ever uh and like there was just like the n e s classic there was no lag, yeah. and honestly, if there's any reason in my opinion to own um to own those systems, it's because there's pretty much no lag um I found with the Wii u even the uh the emulated like virtual console games on the Wii u had enough lag that I had a hard time playing them, yeah, um but I'm also super super sensitive and picky about lag in games, so um. That's why I like it. The emulator uh, in the classic consoles is just really, really fucking good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm very happy that I was able to get my hands on the SNES Classic. I, it's
1: worth it. It's adorable. It's
0: so cute. It's sitting right in the in our living room on on the entertainment center, and it's just really cool to kind of see that controller kind of like back in rotation again. Like mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. And for this, it's a pure nostalgia trip. And I started to play Super Mario RPG on it and i had to stop myself because i knew that i was going to play that all fucking day if i didn't get up and go do some work or something but it's oh man it's so it's so good it's a great little little device and that's going to that's going to be a crowd pleaser for when we have people over too so it's going
1: to be oh I, I think everyone played this nes at some point right yeah um that's honestly half of why i just want to put um nba jam on it yeah cuz that was like the game that like everyone even if you didn't play games you played it you played, on played it. nba jam NBA Jam, Mario Kart, uh, yeah, no, it's it's really good. Yeah. So,
0: have you gotten a chance to play? Since we're on the subject of like games that are kind of like tapping into nostalgia, have you gotten mm-hmm. a chance to kind of uh, get your hands on Cuphead yet? Have you played it? No,
1: I I think I'll buy it this weekend. I just haven't. Uh, I've been so busy. Slash, when I have been busy, I've just been sitting down to play Destiny because okay. Destiny is kind of my um, my comfort game. Yeah because I kind of know everything I'm doing in it, yeah. and there's something that's actually really soothing about just grinding some things out sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so that's what I've been like putting on when I sit down for the most part. Um, so I haven't had a chance to, but I'll probably get it this weekend, because I do really want to play it. Um, it just doesn't seem like it'll be a relaxing game.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't think that it would be a relaxing <laughs> kind of a game either. That's going to require a lot, of, a lot of attention and... And, you know, dexterity and and all that stuff. Um, It looks really good. I definitely want to play it. Um, Yeah, I... (laughs) I just got to turn on my Xbox One again. Or just play it on PC. I play it on... Is it on Steam? No, it's a Microsoft game.
1: So it's not on Steam. Um, Is there a Steam key for it? I don't think there's a Steam key. I think it's just Windows. Uh, Oh, it could be... No, it's on Steam, actually. Yeah, it's on Steam. Um, If you buy it through microsoft then you will be able to play it on your xbox one if you want to at some point because um, it's play anywhere did you by chance see if it were if it was compatible on mac or is it only on pc um ooh, i don't know about that um i'm only seeing a windows logo okay that's I'm fine staying. i
0: have a i have a
1: pc so i can play it on that
0: awesome good yeah, yeah. good to know mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so two shitty things until, uh-huh, we, uh-huh. until we get into the rest of the show, which is going to be really cool. I think the rest, the rest yeah. of the show is going to be really, really cool. Um, if you like anime. <laughs> yeah, especially if you like anime. And we have a new segment that we're going to do. We actually have some you, some uh, Twitter questions from people that you guys get yeah. online. So we're going to do that too. So the rest of the show is going to be dope. So um, this Marvel thing.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... I'm not super into Marvel stuff, so I don't know exactly all of the details of it. All I know is that it was bad and I saw comics Twitter like what the f- like what the fuck is
1: this? And yeah, it was it's wild. I mean, I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it, keep short, it short and sweet. Keep it short. Um, NYCC Marvel was like, "Hey, we have this big announcement with uh Northrop Grumman," which Northrop Grumman, you pronounce it, is a terrible name. Um uh, <laughs> So, uh Northrop uh, Grumman, Grumman, they are a um basically a uh like a military uh, uh arms company. Like they make everything. Um so so they do stuff that's like cybersecurity stuff, but I'm pretty sure they also work in um uh well I think they work in weapons if I remember correctly also. Yeah. Um but basically the issue is that they are one of the largest companies that's part of the actual um military industrial complex mm-hmm. um the same way that um like lockheed martin yeah. is technically uh, a, they're they're a defense contractor mm-hmm. uh military aircraft vessels defense systems satellites information technology all of that stuff yeah so marvel was like oh hey guys we're gonna have a big announcement with northrop grumman and everyone was like the fuck because yeah. <laughs> um, that's weird and then uh, the details kind of came out about it, and it was going to be a, a comic series where the Avengers team up with—I um, don't know if they're kids or adults—but they team up with Northrop Grumman to wear these like special uh, like cyber suits, basically, to enhance their abilities. And the whole thing is obviously this big joint collaboration between Northrop Grumman and Marvel. Yeah, um, that's fucked up for a bunch of reasons. It was going to be done as an all-ages comic, so you are. Sort of, you're very actively, uh, yeah, exactly. You just giving me like a crazy stare right now. Yeah. Um. So to me, it is, it falls under. In some cases, I think it's partially war profiteering. Yeah. Um. Because they are a defense uh, contractor. Yeah. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Is they 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 make money in war. <laughs> um. And you're also sort of like romanticizing and making this um appeal to kids. Yeah. Uh, which I think is also fucked up. Um, now, Marvel uh, Marvel pulled the uh, NYCC um, panel about it and sort of pulled the announcement being made there. Um, they also, I think, axed the comic. Their statement was that um, I think they were saying that they were trying to come at it from a STEM angle of encouraging kids to get into STEM, which is cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, There are a billion other ways to encourage kids to get into STEM. You can have a comic where Marvel teams up with um, Girls Who Code, which I I think that's the name of the the group that is like, yeah, Girls Who Code, Um, which is like specifically helping to get young girls into STEM. Um, There are all these organizations that you can team up with. Yeah. But not all of those organizations have a billion dollars to probably pay to you to get free advertising. Not free advertising, but to get advertising to young people like Northrop Grumman does. Um, So they can say it was all about trying to encourage aerospace and exploration and STEM all they want, Mm -hmm. but it was a military contractor. Um, What blows my mind is like, marvel has a character that is all about the evils of defense contracting and profiteering off of war which is tony stark yeah like the entire first iron man movie is about how him being a defense contractor contractor and making weapons is bad yeah because they get used against him he realizes the errors of his way and he makes the iron man suit and decides to start protecting people and like he like to, uh, stark industries stops working in military contract stuff yeah uh, or making weapons of war rather yeah um that is like the whole point of the first <laughs> yeah <movie. laughs> and they're like well, let's make this comic to appeal to kids with the defense contractor so everyone was pissed off um I think rightfully so. It was a fucked up, weird move. Also, Disney. Like again, corporations don't care. Yeah, whatever makes them money is what they're going to do. Absolutely. This coming from Disney and Marvel, two uh, the same company, but two companies that have uh, extremely family friendly, hyper positive front facing uh, uh, personas. Yeah. So that's what happened in this bullshit. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> wild, dude. Um, and I
0: remember seeing seeing the tweet. They're like, "Oh, we have this partnership with with them," and then the tweet was like. Uh, we've canceled the event, and I was like, "Life comes at you fast."
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't know. I just don't know why they thought that was a good idea mm-hmm. at all. Like, why would you? Why would you think that? Yeah.
0: And in the uh, in the same vein of bad ideas, uh, so how much of a Rick and Morty fan are you?
1: I uh, I mean, pretty big. I actually uh, I've talked to friends about it. I think it's probably one of the best comedies on tv since the simpsons Mm -hmm. and the simpsons is my favorite tv comedy of all time
0: Mm -hmm. uh yeah so uh from what i've seen on twitter the rick and morty fans are garbage they are that is true uh so can you kind of elaborate a little bit on this whole like saskatchewan sauce thing
1: saskatchewan sauce or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) shizwan sauce yeah fuck But I do like the idea of Saskatchewan sauce because that's a province of Canada, so I just imagine it's just like... I'm so dumb. I'm dumb. It's gravy or it's water. I don't know. I'm (laughs) dumb. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, God, Saskatchewan sauce. I'm going to get red. Um, (laughs) It's a filth. It's just gravy, eh? Um, So, all right. Rick and Morty, Saskatchewan sauce thing. Uh, Episode one of the newest season of Rick and Morty um they bring up that they like make this reference to McDonald's having a, a limited run of Szechuan sauce for uh, for dipping sauce for nuggets that was a promotion during uh when Mulan came out yeah and how good that sauce was and it's just like it's the usage of it in the episode is Rick is basically as normal being incredibly selfish to do this thing for something that he wants that is like uh, incredibly petty um so, since that moment happened, like everyone's been like, oh, one sauce. one sauce. Like, crazy about it. Talking about it. Trying to get McDonald's on board. McDonald's decided, hey, let's capitalize on this and bring it back for a super limited time, a.k.a. like one day, um, at certain locations. McDonald's didn't do a good job of having um, enough, slash, they said stores would have it that didn't have it. So, you unleashed a bunch of Rick and Morty fans who are already trash on people who are making minimum wage at stores who probably had no idea this was even a thing happening. Right. And there were little literally, literally uh fans rioting and like being hyper shitty to people who are making nothing an hour. Yeah. Um because of one sauce. So McDonald's uh it's funny McDonald's did all this on their own. They did all the advertising very much in the voice of Rick and Morty, but it had nothing to do with the actual TV show. Yeah. They were like, let's profit off this for free and do this on our own. Um, so they fucked up. Uh, again, corporations aren't your friends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so the creators of Rick and Morty are sort of trying to distance themselves from the whole fiasco because it was just like super gross. This is also literally a week or two after there's a billion articles that talk about how Rick and Morty's fandom is really bad because it is... Uh, the way that I explain why it's so bad is uh Rick and Morty is uh essentially Rick is a bad character like he's super shitty he's super selfish but he's also the smartest person in not just the universe but in all um in all parallel dimensions yeah like period so the sort of like white male college aged reddit crowd loves him because he's so smart and he's so logical and he's such a badass and it, there's this joke that goes around where it's like, you know, to be a real Rick and Morty fan, you have to understand theoretical physics or you have to like understand the science stuff or, you know, uh, you have to be this smart, which is not the case. It's it's a pretty deep show, yeah. but you don't have to be any of that. The thing that cracks me up is that what is going right over their heads is that Rick is not the hero of that show. That show is a cautionary tale about what an asshole he is. It's a show about a deeply sad Selfish piece of shit character that you should not want to be. Yeah. And most of the fan base that are like college aged white males um, want to be Rick. Uh, like if you go to any convention, it's like Deadpool cosplayers and Rick cosplayers are the new Deadpool cosplayers. <sighs> More so because it's so easy to cosplay as Rick. Right. Um, so that's what happened. You unleashed a bunch of entitled, shitty, college aged people on a bunch of, um, for the most part, minorities working at McDonald's making nothing and then them getting treated terribly because some people want some fucking dipping sauce. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny. It's, it's a group of people that are like, you have to be so smart to get Rick and Morty and then lose their shit and freak out over, um, literally nugget sauce. Wow. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's something.
0: Um, yeah that's uh, that's a lot. Um, I have very limited experience with Rick and Morty um, the experience being um, having done a variant cover for one of the Rick and Morty comics and yeah yeah and it was super cool and like a lot of people really liked the cover and I'm like, awesome and then by way of me posting that, like I got a bunch of like Rick and Morty fans that were like complaining to me about like things that happened in the show and I'm like listen i I was just a hired artist to do a cover for a comic. For Pocket Morty's, so any grievances you have with Rick and Morty, the television show, you need to take up with
1: with Rick and Morty, not yeah. not me. Like, why, like, like at Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon? Yeah, you don't have nothing to don't at, at me. Though, I just drew a picture of Rick and Morty. Like at. But them. DJ, they're they're so they're so smart. You know, they're so smart, so smart that they're gonna talk to you about it. Obviously, understanding like it doesn't take a lot to understand that you don't have anything the fuck to do with that show yeah. from doing a cut co- like a, a comic cover for it. Right. But these are the smartest fans in the world. <sighs> they're so smart, DJ. You just don't understand I, that you do. You are responsible. Oh, oh, yeah. I in wish a roundabout I was way, Rick and Morty money. Shit. I get yes, hell yeah, that they're making lots of money. Yeah. Oh man, but uh,
0: that's. Yeah, that's wild. Um so, let's take a short break. Okay. And we're going to talk about anime. All right. <laughs> We're back to talk about some fun shit. We're gonna talk about some anime and your fall impressions because we are now in the fall season of anime and coming off the heels of My Hero Academia ending and getting the announcement that season three is happening. We're gonna be without uh, that Beanha for a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But the fall season is here, and one of the titles that came back with the fall season is Food Wars, and uh-huh. I'm real happy that it's back. I haven't started watching the started watching the season yet, but I'm excited to get more of the same over-the-top, tittied-out, chef
1: action of Food Wars. Surprisingly, a show I don't watch. What? Yeah, I, I watched the first couple episodes of the first season, and I liked it okay, um, but it didn't grab me. I've heard that, like, I should watch more of it, and it probably will, because yeah. it's so—it's re- like really just over the top and funny. Yeah. Um. So I will eventually, mm-hmm. but I don't currently watch it. Yeah. Um. The whole second
0: season was a, was a tournament arc, so mm-hmm. it was so good. <laughs> I mean, it's I fun. love dumb tournament arcs. I I God, I love them. They're my favorite. But be- besides Food Wars, what else in the fall season of anime has caught your attention?
1: Damn, so actually fall season's looking at pretty good. So I'm gonna to try to go through these. I'm just going through the uh Anna chart list and looking at what I've watched. I haven't watched Black Clover yet, but I know that's like a huge manga. Like a huge Shonen manga right now in Japan. Yeah. So I'll, I'll check that out for sure. Um Blend S was pretty cute. Uh it's about a um it's a Four Coma based series. It's about a uh, cafe where like each it's like a maid cafe but each one of the girls is supposed to be a certain type of stereotype um it's the whole point of the cafe so like one's a tsundere one is like in style like little sister mm-hmm. um and then the a really really sweet girl who's the character that we follow um she's very sweet but she has like a death she has like bitch face basically yeah And she can't help it, so she can't get a part-time job because everyone's, like, terrified of her when she interviews. Um, So she gets noticed at this cafe, and they're like, we need an S&M type. Like, we need someone to treat the customers really badly. So they hire her. Um, So it's, like, just a really funny, stupid series about this cafe that they all work at, and the girls, like, fulfilling their roles and treating customers whatever way, and the sweet girl trying to learn how to be, like actually be shitty to customers because yeah. that's not what she wants to do <laughs> um, and frequently like it'll be things where she kind of like accidentally falls ass backwards into being really shitty mm-hmm. to them and because she has that bitch face all the time it works um, so it's pretty funny uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or not it could end up being trash but the first episode was cute enough mm-hmm. um, so that was decent and what was the name of that again Blend S Blend S okay yeah Blend S was not bad Crunchy has that one mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, Gato, uh, vanishing line, which again, crunchy has that map is doing it. So it looks really amazing. Um, I can't even tell you what's happening in it. It, It's a really big beefy dude who wears chaps and he drives a motorcycle and he has a skull ring that talks that like the, he uses it. It's the key for his motorcycle Yeah. that he like twists into it. And then the skull is on his motorcycle. I don't. I don't know. Like, the first episode, so much so much happens, but it reminds me of old 90s anime, and that it's, like, crazy action, crazy, ridiculous shit going on. The art is really, really 90s. Yeah. Um, so it's—I don't know if it's going to be good, but the it, it's so over-the-top action anime mm-hmm. that I couldn't help but laugh and enjoy it, because it just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, that—I mean, you've caught my attention, and it's called Garo— Garo vanishing yeah. line. Okay. Yeah, and, and Map is doing it, so it looks there's a lot of CG stuff going on in it, but it's um, like the camera work in the first episode's nuts, yeah. and that's where the most of the CG stuff happens. Um, Umaru Chan is back. Awesome. Season two. Uh, the the bad news is that it's on anime, stri- or, uh, anime strike. <sighs> so do what you do to watch it. Um, but the first episode was I you know they pick up right where things left off it's still really good um and then really new stuff um there's a a completely cg series that's also on anime strike called um hoseki no kuni or also it's called of uh, land of lustrous it's all cg but it looks pretty good which i'm surprised by yeah they do a lot of um, flat drawing on the faces, which actually makes it look better, because it looks like actual anime yeah. faces. The mm-hmm. bodies don't make sense. They're all clamp characters with like super long legs. Um, oh, yeah! I, I saw um, one of my friends that works at Crunchyroll was talking about this show. The world is really cool. Uh, every character is a... They're all gemsonas basically, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a gender. They all look like girls, uh, like, uh, stereotypically girls, but they don't have a gender um and they're all gems and they can break and whatever gem they are like that's their hardness so the main character is um I can't remember her gem but uh she's like super super uh soft like Mm -hmm. her like they actually use like the Moe's hardness scale so like Diamond is a character they introduced like near the end of the first episode so obviously Diamond's going to be like super tough Mm -hmm. um but it's like the world is really weird um there's like some sort of bad group that comes to attack them to like basically destroy them and then use their bodies for jewels, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Um, it's high concept and really weird, but I liked it a lot. Um, the voice acting for the main character is fucking great. Yeah. And it's really cute so far. Nice. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I, I, watching it the entire time I was like this would look so good in 2D like with the right studio mm-hmm. this would look so amazing mm-hmm. but uh, it's still for being CG it looks pretty good um, what else have I watched so far that's out uh, oh the new season of uh, Kikai Sensen or um, Blood Brigade Battlefront which is the uh, Yasuhiro Naitou manga mm-hmm. uh, the guy who did Trigun um, first episode of the new season awesome. Really, really well animated. Super hilarious. Really good action. If you haven't watched season one, go watch season one. Um, But you don't have to because it's really episodic. Everything is just like little stories about these characters. Um, Watch that. And uh, Ancient Magus Bride is really, really good. Uh, I don't even know how to explain that one currently. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's uh, basically it's a girl who she has, like, she's really rare because she has these magical powers as far as, like, she can see, she can see, like, spirits. Mm -hmm. And so she gets auctioned off as, like, a relic, basically. Um, And she gets bought by um, this, uh, like, lich guy, basically. Um, So it's, like, sort of seems problematic initially, but their relationship is, like, really interesting. And he basically uh, buys her to make her his apprentice. But he's also like, also, you'll be my bride eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's sort of interesting, but it's really sweet and really cute. Um, and the characters in it are really good. And there's lots of, like, really cute, like, fantasy monsters. Nice. Um, that's on Crunchy. That's super worth watching. Um, kick Sensen's also on Crunchy. Crunchy got a lot of good stuff this season. Yeah. And um, Osumatsu-san Season 2 yes. is out, which is one of the funniest series ever. So that's on Crunchy. Uh, watch that. And I think that is everything I've watched so far. Um, oh, I watched the first episode of Urahara, which is on Crunchyroll yes. also. Yeah. Um, Art wise, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. The first episode I found super, super boring. Yeah. So I'll give it a couple episodes, but it just was like nothing about it was interesting to me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a lot um, of people talking about it because it was originally a webcomic, wasn't it? I think so, yeah, and it's it all takes place in like Harajuku, and it's like super stylish. Um, OmoCat did the end card art for the first episode. Oh, cool, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really and it definitely like has the style is definitely something that's in OmoCat's wheelhouse. Yeah. Um But yeah, the first episode, I just it was it was super boring to mm-hmm. me. Um, but it is really cute looking, so I'll, I'll give it a few episodes at least. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out as well. Yeah, I'm And that's my quick as possible anime recap so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um there
0: is a lot of good stuff that's out there right now. Definitely uh get on that Crunchyroll, get on that anime strike if you have an Amazon account already, do
1: that do that thing. Um yeah, there's there's definitely and there's some series something whale this season that Netflix spot aka people I haven't watched the first episode yet, but if you want to watch it the right way you won't see it for like six months because netflix is stupid about that <sighs> shit
0: so bad europe that's unfortunate okay um so moving on to a new segment that we're going to start um basically we have a uh, listener questions that we've uh, scouted the lovely folks on twitter.com to get some questions for us to talk about on the show and we got quite a few which is really awesome we got we have a couple and we can we don't have to do all of them we can do a couple of them but Mm -hmm. i want to start with this one the first one that we got which i think is really good um this is from the noise on on twitter he asks us for world mental health day what do you guys like to turn to for self-care is there anything special aside from the normal day-to-day stuff So I know that you were actually talking about this earlier today on social media yourself. So I'll let you go first, Ruben, if you'd like.
1: Um, Yeah. uh, Before I get into to the the uh, self care thing, I just um, because I think part of what I think is important about World Health Day and uh, World Mental Health Day, and also just mental health in general, is that we talk about things to try to remove stigma from it. So um, I'll basically kind of, I guess, um, uh, paraphrase what I I put on on Facebook. so I have visible scars on my body from cutting. Um, actually I actually have like a really, really noticeable one on like the upper part of my left arm because um, I I just I cut it deep enough to have a lot of scar tissue there, so it's kind of like puffy. Um, and uh, that was probably like five years ago. Um, and there's like lots of cutting in middle school, but I mean it was you know as recent as that. Um, as someone who's 31, and it's it's almost weird for me to think about doing it as a adult and Mm -hmm. not as a teenager Uh, because i think we think of cutting and we immediately think of like you know sad gothy kids um which i was that too for sure um but you know it's it's more than that um i've been hospitalized for attempted suicide um which is terrifying i don't recommend it (laughs) um and sucks um but i also understand being in that headspace and being there um it's also like affected like uh, even recently in my life it's affected people um like their mental health has affected them in, like really bad ways too. Yeah. Um I take pills for depression daily. I'm on bupropion every day. Um and I also have really bad uh, social anxiety which I think most people meeting me probably wouldn't guess cuz I'm pretty good at hiding it. Yeah. Um but I have a really hard time in large groups unless I can find someone to focus on mm-hmm. or like one thing to kind of ground me um, and, and just all of that is to say and the reason why I talk about it here so frankly is um, not to like you know uh, obviously like the pouring of, of uh, the outpouring of love uh, from people after posting this is really encouraging and really great mm-hmm. but that's not the purpose of me posting that it's it's um, and it's not me being I know I'm not asking people to to, to send that my yeah, way you're not way fishing for compliments or, or anything yeah Exactly, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's because we should be able to talk about this the same way we talk about physical ailments that we have. Um we shouldn't be ashamed mm-hmm. of of our mental um ailments. Uh, we shouldn't blame ourselves for them, you know. Yeah. If you have a, a bum knee or you get really sick and have to go to the hospital, you know, usually you don't blame yourself for that. Um so we shouldn't blame ourselves for you know, having enough mental health issues that we need to go see a therapist or we need to go on medication for it. You know, if you get the flu, you go, you go get meds for it. You get, you get, um, you get a flu shot. You do preventative care. You do care during, you do all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and no one bats an eye at that. We should be treating mental health the exact same way. Um, so, uh, you don't have to post it on social media and be as like, open about it as i was i i felt comfortable enough doing that um and that's like sort of a um sort of a privilege that i have to be in a mental state now where i feel comfortable doing that um but what i would urge is that if you that you talk to somebody about it Mm -hmm. whether that is a close friend um that will listen and and treat you well when you talk to them about it, whether that's a a, a, a mental health professional in some fashion, um, because you'll be amazed at the uh, the love and compassion that you receive when you talk to others about it. You'll be amazed at how many people that you would never guess are dealing with depression mm-hmm. stuff are dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, get help and 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 reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it will. It should um, and it doesn't always, but hopefully it, it makes you realize that you are not as alone as you think you are, that there are other people, um, dealing with the, um, a lot of the same things that you're dealing yeah. with. And, you know, if getting help is, uh, seems overwhelming or, or daunting, um, you know, maybe some of those friends are people that, that have gotten help or are still getting help and they can, um, they can help you figure out that process um yeah uh so yeah that's super important i think and today's a good mm-hmm. day to, to talk about it yeah i'm um, oh, sorry i didn't in- intentionally mean to put
0: you on the spot with that or
1: anything no
0: but, no not uh, at all i i i really i i want to thank you for for being willing to share that i think that's super important for for people to hear that um i'm you know i'm i haven't dealt with with uh, depression necessarily in that form. Myself, um, I definitely do have a lot of anxiety um, when it comes to certain things. Um, it, I definitely have a lot, a lot of anxiety when it comes to the creative process, and it and it's affected me in my professional life and being able to produce art and make things and all of that stuff. And that's affected me for for a long time. And I'm happy that I'm in a place now to where um, that you know that doesn't I'm I'm in a good headspace to where that doesn't really affect me as much anymore but I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of people don't think about mental health the same way as they do like a physical ailment is because it's something that they can't see um it's something that isn't like physically that physically manifests on on like on a person it you know people will think like oh they're just in a bad mood or whatever no like I mean people are going through stuff and people mm-hmm. are experiencing things and I think because it's not something that's so readily visible that it's hard for certain people to empathize with with that. And I think as long as we continue to have conversations around mental health and about the ways that you can go to get assistance that you need to, you know, get yourself to do the self-care, to get you in a better headspace, I think the, the less stigma there will be behind it. So i'm i'm grateful for you for sharing for sharing your experiences with that um hell i didn't even know that until you just told me just now so i'm mm. i'm you know i'm honored and i'm grateful that you were really you were willing to share that but not only with me but with everyone that's listening to our show
1: so thank you for that um yeah yeah and and thank you for like listening and being um you know uh being receptive of you course. know um and i think uh it, it's hard uh especially for a lot of our listeners um you know, I know for you and I, but a lot of our listeners, yeah. uh, our show is about talking about things from a queer perspective. We're both also um, ethnic minorities. Um, I think that it's particularly hard for yeah. uh, those that are queer and ethnic minorities, especially in the year of our Lord 2017. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because everything, and if you're, and for women, um, mm-hmm. everything seems like, you know, at a. The past year, I think it has felt. At a national scale, like the country that you live in has uh, is attacking you, yeah. is actively out to get you, to harm you, to take away your rights, to I mean, to kill you. Um, I don't think that's hyperbole because the the laws that people are trying to pass, the things that they're trying to take away from us, are things that lead to deaths, mm-hmm. um, and that hopelessness leads to suicides. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that we were raised uh, by a generation that. Um, tamped down a lot of emotions. And the generation before that was one that was built on being strong and not talking about how you feel. Um, and I, what I hope is that our generation and the generation after us, you know, I think there's a lot of people that talk about how like overly sensitive we are. I don't think that's the case. I I think that we're talking about how we feel for the first time and we're talking about how we're talking about that openly and that that's healthy and important. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think we're fighting against toxic uh, toxic masculinity harder than ever before, and to me, toxic masculinity kills. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think there's a reason why men die earlier than women across the board, and, and I think a lot of it has to deal with you know um, how as men we're told to not um, to not express and to to bottle stress up and to you know to do that until we have people lashing out. And I, I think that's why, and, and that's the thing that's honestly really, really hard. I know that we fucking like trash on white men all the time, mm-hmm. like white straight men, but that is a thing that's honestly really, really hard for white straight men yeah. is that they, I think are victims of that toxic uh, masculinity right. so much at such a high level yeah. because of, of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why we see um, the shootings and stuff that we mm-hmm. see uh, being predominantly from yeah. that demographic. Yeah. Um, so yeah so take care of yourself listen logic has that one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five song which is the suicide hotline honestly that like sometimes when i feel real rough that song absolutely helps yeah um so uh yeah uh, how do you take care of yourself dj um
0: for me um what i've often i <laughs> i always give my my fiance a hard time and i always say that i'm I'm grateful that I found someone that puts up with me and all my bullshit. <laughs> and I often find that whenever I'm I'm mad about something, or I'm going through, or if I'm going through something emotionally, I try to. I'm grateful that I'm in a place that I have someone to talk talk it through with. And so he's definitely a um, like a, a like a, a sanctuary for me. And mm-hmm. someone that that listens and and doesn't doesn't shame me for feeling whatever it is that I'm feeling, but will but will ask for permission to give uh, to give like either feedback or suggestions on as to what I should do about something if I'm going if I'm dealing with something. So having a kind of a built-in support system with my fiance is is a wonderful thing, but. Other than that, I, I listen to a lot of pop music that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> I uh, I honestly like I watch Sailor Moon like that. That is the thing that will never let me down. Is I will just throw on my favorite episodes. I have like sev- I have like a list of episodes that are my favorite that I always watch because it always puts me in a great mood after I've watched them. Sometimes I just go on YouTube and watch the transformation sequences because <laughs> it just makes me just makes me really happy, uh, and I also like really enjoy watching um, like dance choreography videos on YouTube. Yeah, like Hell it's yeah. just so cool to see people express themselves in a way that's so different than my own because I often find myself if I'm in like a slump or I'm frustrated with something in my own outlet, in my lane of creativity, watching another lane express themselves and to just, like, do it and thrive is, like, amazing. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it always puts, it always kind of lifts my spirits to uh, do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think um, I'm also very fortunate to have a really, really good, loving partner um, who uh, understands uh, mental health stuff and like listens. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, uh, Erin is like, she is, um, I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, she's really amazing. Yeah. She's, she's definitely someone I can go to, um, with that stuff yeah. and is someone who listens really well. And like you were talking about with Brandon, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, we'll just listen. And if I want feedback, she'll get feedback, but she doesn't make it about herself or, yeah. or, um, give it unsolicited. It's really sweet. Right. Um, as far as like, uh, <laughs> less like uh, things that like aren't relationshipy stuff. Yeah. And also like, you know, just friends, yeah. like sometimes Absolutely. friends, um, sort of throwing myself into the stuff i love to do creatively helps. Um, uh, and I think that, that comes with the caveat of make sure that you don't use that as a way to escape those feelings yeah. or run away from them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a difference. I think that you can throw yourself into your work and that's a healthy thing, but make sure that you're not doing that and pushing down what's actually Mm -hmm. happening to you emotionally. Um, but for me, like with what I do with performance and improv, uh, there's days where I feel like I can't do anything and I'm paralyzed and I have a show that night at the theater. And, um, I will dread going to perform because like the last thing that you want to do is act like you're happy and, get up in front of people and be silly and goofy when you feel like you're dying inside. Um, but honestly, I've never regretted it during or after because it's a place where I'm surrounded by friends and we're getting up there and making people laugh. And it's, uh, even if like I can't kind of, uh, take my own medicine, I can try to dispense that medicine and joy out to others. And I do find that doing that and like making other people feel happier Mm -hmm. or have fun or bring joy through comedy um helps me feel better um and and again just you know if if you if that's what you decide to do or how you cope just make sure that you're not doing it to the detriment of actually paying attention to your emotions and what you need um because i'm I'm definitely guilty of that i will take i will take care of others because it's easier to take care of others and feel kind of better about Mm -hmm. myself than actually take care of my own shit um so be wary of that Um, and honestly like um, I'm a real basic bitch so especially in fall pumpkin spice lattes 100% like I will go get a PSL (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I will anything that's like fall related Mm -hmm. like honestly is super calming for me and helps a Mm -hmm. lot Um, I'm trying to think of like sometimes playing video games just sitting down for Mm -hmm. something mindless like Destiny helps Mm -hmm. a lot Um, or like watching an anime that's like really comforting like uh, Gurren Lagann is probably my Mm go-to for like I, I watched it at a part of my life that was really hard depression wise for mm-hmm. me and that show is all about like kicking reason to the curb and and um uh and surviving against all odds and just like pushing ahead yeah. and believing in yourself and if you can't believe in yourself believing in someone who believes in you yeah um which still makes me cry oh yeah it's, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good so I'll, I'll sit down and watch some girl gone sometimes because of that uh, but those are the things I think for sure that definitely help me take care of me, and that's important. Self care is very important, yeah. so take time for that. Yeah,
0: and I also want to kind of like make another note of this too. Um, I feel like on people will post on social media like self care today. I just spent five hundred dollars on like on fancy beauty products or or whatever, or just like like self care doesn't doesn't require money. So I think no. Uh, a lot of people will, like myself included, I'm like, like self care today. I went to myself, I bought myself a video game, and I feel a lot better. Like you don't, like you don't have to spend money to take care of yourself. Like you can retreat into things that are free. You can go outside or or, or doing anything.
1: It doesn't have to have a cost associated with it. But I, sometimes self care is honestly like, if there's a subject that I'm like, I don't know a whole lot about this yeah. thing. Um, like sometimes self care care has been like getting a, into a wiki hole. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I just want to learn about yeah. this thing. Um, because you feel, I don't know, it's like, you I, for me, I always feel better. I'm just like, oh, now I know how this thing works mm-hmm. or know more about this thing that I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've done some self-improvement, which makes you feel yeah. better most of the time. It's interesting. It's easy. You know, if you have your phone and internet, it's you know, it doesn't cost anything.
0: Yeah. Um. So, let's see. I want to look at it. I have a couple more questions here. Um, I think we kind of, there's another question that was asking, is there a game you turn to whenever you're feeling down, or one that you can always go back to and never be bored of it? I think we kind of, like, touched on that a little bit in our last question, but if you want to, um, just to keep this one brief, um, a game that I will always go to whenever I'm, like, like, sad or upset is Smash Brothers. Like, whenever I'm in an awful mood, if I'm super pissed off about something, I just turn on Smash Brothers, and I play Endless Melee, and then just, like, beat up people and like until until either I lose or like I'm just like I'm good I'm better like I'm I'm I got that that anger and aggression out in in this video game I'm doing this thing by myself and just like playing multi man melee that's what I that's what I do in Smash Brothers if I'm like feeling down or upset about something
1: I think for me um I mean for sure I think Destiny right now just because it's like it's so easy to just hop on and mindlessly grind. Um, But uh, Mega Man has always been that for Mm -hmm. me, like specifically Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X. Um, I played Mega Man 2 specifically uh, when my, I was really young when my grandmother died and I didn't know her very well at Mm -hmm. all. Um, What I remember about going up to Connecticut to see her while that was happening though was um, my uh, cousins had a bunch of video game um, systems, Mm -hmm. which I didn't didn't have when we were that young uh, because we were like, government cheese poor <laughs> um but uh mega man i basically just played mega man 2 constantly until i beat it um and so it was just like really it was just a really like I, I knew my mom was sad because her mom was dying but like i had never really knew my grandmother on her on that mm-hmm. side so it was like very weird so i was sad cuz my mom was sad and it was just like lots of like a, a lot of weird like human empathy and like understanding death, like death kind of closely for the first time right. for me as a kid. Um, and so Mega Man's always kind of like been a feel good thing for me in that okay. way. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's see what
0: else. Cause we're getting close to our normal cutoff time. Um, we, we can answer, I want to do two. Yeah. I want to do two more. Um, okay.
1: Um, any horror game recommendations since we're in October? Um, yeah, so if you actually have a PlayStation 4 and you have PS Plus, which you probably do if you're playing online at all. Um, I don't know many people that have uh, have a PlayStation 4 and don't have PS mm-hmm. Plus in some fashion. Um, one of the free PS Plus games is the um, Amnesia uh, like pack. Mm-hmm. So it's the first game, Amnesia... And then the second one, I'm actually looking it up right now, so I make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Yeah, it's the Amnesia Collection, which has Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and then Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs. Um, both those games are super fucked up and scary because you have to just kind of run and hide. There's no real. You can't really hurt things yourself. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'd recommend recommend Amnesia. Um, especially because it's free if you have a ps4 um this month um soma is really really excellent um it's another uh takes place like an underwater facility kind of um has like claustrophobia feels of bioshock but you're dealing with sort of these uh decommissioning these robots and it's just really creepy and really good um and for me, I don't think anyone else is scared of this game, but Mist scares the fuck out Mist? of me. Like always did. Yes, because it was like because you're I, like no one's around. Yeah. Like Mist is like there's no music really. It's just ambient sounds, mm-hmm. and so my brain was always like something's gonna jump out at me, but it never does. You're just there solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, I was just like, <laughs> like stuff is gonna. Ha- I was just waiting for things to happen. Yeah. It, you just you feel so alone and isolated. Um, So, Mist used to like just not a scary game technically, but used to scare the fuck out of me when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, I don't have any recommendations because I'm a wussy and I
0: don't like scary movies or horror games. So, they're so good though. I I know,
1: but I don't. I don't like the sensation of being scared. Like, I don't. I don't like that feeling. Resident Evil Seven is a very good scary game. That's also a very good game mechanically, Mm -hmm. and and shooty stuff. Like seven's actually legit, pretty scary, and really well done. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Resident Evil Seven, which is surprising
0: coming from Capcom. But uh, yeah, so one more because uh, this is a really silly one. It will end on a uh, <laughs> on a positive note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what wine do you think pairs well with a Domino's pizza
1: lava cake? while playing Overwatch oh DJ are we are we shouting out who's giving these questions to us oh we to can't yeah we, sure. don't, we can't and, yes, this is, please. and so
0: this is um, on Twitter this is at Fonzie now this is a friend of mine yeah he's great <laughs> yeah, he's great Um, <laughs> man I haven't ever since we, me and Brandon have started like on this like meal prep shit like I have not had I had a pe- like a slice of pizza uh like a couple days ago and i'm like pizza is so good <laughs> pizza's the best yeah, it's so good um yeah i haven't had pizza in a minute and i haven't had because there isn't one close by to where we live right now there isn't a domino's that's close by so i haven't had domino's pizza in a long time and i miss the lava crunch cakes because they are so
1: good <laughs> well fonzie you're in luck because your boy ruben is a trash person um so i would say okay i'm gonna break this down a little bit um uh certainly it's gonna be a red wine. Yeah, it's um, gonna be a red. You don't pair don't pair a white with chocolate. It's white is already kind of too sweet on its own anyway. So you want something uh like a red. Um I would say you're gonna want to go more dry oh. than fruity. Ooh. Um so I'd go with something that's that's a little bit more dry. Um I would go with a red. Uh I'm really partial to uh South American red wines, so uh, South American and like Spain, uh, red wines. So like a, um, a Tempranillo is a good red, I think to pair with that, or maybe a Garnacha, Mm -hmm. um, is what I would go with, with a chocolate lava cake. Um, and I don't, I don't know for sure what the best would be. Um, but those, as far as reds go, those tend to be my favorite and they tend to pair with everything I eat with them really well. So, one of those two. And it's like you can get a cheap Tempranillo or Ganacha for like, you can get one for like less than 10 bucks. You, you're so bougie. I'm, uh, Aaron got me into drinking wine. And then wine. I'm not that bougie. I just like see bottles and I go, that looks cute. And I go, ooh, that's a different red wine. That's not a, that's not a Cabernet Sauvignon, um, <laughs> or, uh, or anything. Yeah. Like it's just like, or, um, or a Malbec. Uh, and then I try it and I'm like, this is very good. Also, Malbecs are very good with most yeah. things. Um, I don't know how much of a difference there is, though, in a lot of that wine stuff. Mm-hmm. I just like Tempranillos a lot.
0: Yeah, well, next time you come up here, we'll have to, go to, we'll have to go to one of the vineyards or something, and we'll go wine tasting. We went to a place, and it was $10 a person, and you got to try uh-huh. five wines. Or Out of control. Or you could you could just buy a bottle, and they would waive the $10. It was, it was $10 for a wine tasting of five different wines. Or you could just
1: pay for a bottle, and it was, like, free if you want to see a messy ass Ruben and I know you uh, do of course I do um, I am amazed actually when I was up there that we did not go like to a, a wind thing yeah yeah I wish you had more time I wish it wasn't next time all, yeah next
0: time next
1: time next time yeah. we'll do it we'll do we'll go we'll go I'll get I'll get lit in public and you'll have to like yeah. hide me <laughs> we're all gonna be we would all be lit in public it'd be fine Good. I will be running through the vineyards being like, I own this now. Yeah, this this belongs is where to I live. Me. This is
0: my house. This is my vineyard. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's, that answers all of our, all of the questions that we got this week. So if you guys ever want to submit questions to us, not necessarily on the day that we record the podcast, but we will always remind you when we do. But if you just mm-hmm. want to submit us questions in general, feel free to just do it on our Twitter account. It's at the magical boys on Twitter. And if you want to, also, you can also send us questions more longer than 180 or 280 characters, depending on if you have it or not. Um, tweets, you can just send us an email, um, go to our website, magicalboyspodcast.com, and fill out the form that's on the front page, and we are happy to answer your questions on the show. And if you also want to be on the show, go to the go to the website and then fill out that same form saying, hey, I want to be on the show,
1: and we'd love to have you. And I'm just going to just shout out real quick. Um, my roommate, uh, Jackie, tweeted at us to talk about the um, Asshole Goose game, uh, which we didn't have time for, but we'll talk about that next week. I'm actually putting it in our notes to talk about uh, because it does look amazing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, just go on <laughs> um, Google and just Google uh, Asshole Goose game. It is super charming and hilarious looking. I'm very excited for this game where um, you are just an asshole goose uh if you want to find me online you can get me uh at robots R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on twitter and instagram and wherever else for the most part uh some places it's with a z but i think those two are with an s
0: yeah and you can find me on twitter and instagram and uh pretty much anywhere else online at oh hey dj and let's you know let's Talk about some shit. Let's talk about anime. Let's talk about gay shit. Let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's let's talk about everything. Hit me up. Let's chat. But uh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's that puts us at right around an hour and thirty five minutes. You guys, gals, and all my lovely, lovely gender nonconforming people out there, have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay magical, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.